0: We're burning down the way we're going so we chase keep counting all the paper through the night we're burning down the way we're going so we chase keep counting all the paper pay the
1: store welcome to the dream chasers podcast i'm your host Jess shuruk I'm a photographer for wellness brands, and I teach bloggers and business owners how to style and photograph content for their own brand with my brand photography course. I created this podcast to share the stories of entrepreneurs pursuing fulfillment, wellness, and spiritual enlightenment over traditional measures of success. Their stories and experiences are meant to inspire, expand your belief of what's possible, and empower you to actualize your dreams. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share it with someone who could benefit from the information and stories you're about to learn. Hey guys, it's Jess here, and I can't believe it, but we're already on episode eight of the Dream Chasers podcast. Uh, This week I interviewed Brittany Scala. She's a self-love and mindset coach, and she teaches women how to love their bodies and find balance in their daily lives. She's also the host of the podcast Body Talk with B, and in this episode, her Instagram has changed since we recorded it, so it's now Body Talk with B. It used to be Wellness with B, but she's rebranded and niched down a little bit uh so in this interview, we talk a lot about the different mindsets people have towards their bodies, and specifically Brittany's journey with just having a very a disordered approach to eating, which wasn't very healthy. Um, but honestly, I think a lot of people go through this. And I've had a lot of weird views on eating and just like diet culture and body image when I was growing up. And I think finally, now that we're both like in our mid to late 20s, it's like, oh, I can start to let go of those, you know, toxic ways of thinking. But I think it's just very common. Um I did want to include a trigger warning because we do talk about some harder to- like issues. We talk about our rock bottom moments and specifically self-harm. And it's nothing graphic. I just want to make sure people are aware like that's talked about in case um it, you know, it's going to upset them or something. I want you to know though that you aren't alone if you have also gone through these issues whether it be with body image or mental health and sometimes it can be an issue, or like at one point in your life, and then it can resolve itself, and then it can pop up again. Um, so, anytime you're feeling uh, just not your best, definitely seek professional help. Um, neither me or Brittany are therapists. wanted to mention that we're just two young women who are entrepreneurs who have gone through our fair share of body image and mental health issues and we're just sharing our experience and things that we've gone through personally and what has helped us. Um, Brittany does always recommend see a therapist, seek professional help um, in conjunction with a coach possibly because you know she's a self-love and mindset coach um, but maybe you want to work with someone different and I think just the takeaway I want everyone to have is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it can get better. What I would also love is to normalize um, discussions around mental health. And if you notice that you are thinking the, in the ways that me and Brittany talk about how we used to think um, when we were younger and going through different things, know that that's not healthy and um, bring it up to someone and actually seek help if that's what you're going through. Um, And lastly, I do have a free worksheet you can download. Um, It's 50 Ways You Can Raise Your Vibration, and it's a checklist. I've just compiled a bunch of different things that I do. Um, I'll do a few each day. They're just things that make me feel really good, and they're ways to show love to myself. Um, Different things like drinking matcha, meditating, reciting positive affirmations, doing yoga, um, and a bunch more. So you can download that for free and I'm including the link in the description box for this episode. So yes, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, guys, so I'm here with Brittany,
2: and I'm so excited to chat and get to know more about your journey and hear about your business. So um, I just want you to kind of start by telling me a bit about yourself and, I don't know, like where you grew up, where you went to school, like your backstory. Sure. Hi,
3: everyone. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. So my backstory, a bit about me, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago. Um, a little town called Downer's Grove in Illinois. And I ended up moving to Charlotte, North Carolina about eight years ago, um, just a couple weeks after I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And went to college, got my bachelor's degree in dance, Ooh, and okay. yep, bounced around a lot job-wise and kind of dabbled in many different things. I became a massage therapist, I am a Reiki practitioner, I, you know, I've waitressed, I've done so many different things, mm-hmm. and now I'm working as a wellness
2: coach. I love it, and yeah. I love that you have all this, like, previous wellness experience, like, I didn't know you were, like, like a Reiki yeah. practitioner, a massage yeah. therapist, all that stuff, like, that's so cool. Thanks. So you have, like, a lot of experience to draw from. I do, I've... I have a lot of experience in a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah, because you also talked, because like I know your journey has been yeah. about your own personal like growth and transformation, because mm-hmm. when you were younger, you, t- you kind of mentioned to me, you struggled with anxiety and disordered mm-hmm. eating growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was that like growing up with that? And like, how did you like feel day to day?
3: Yeah, so that started for me to become very apparent in my life, more around high school. hmm And when I was younger, like as a child, I maybe struggled a little bit with anxiety, but it wasn't anything where I was like, oh, I have anxiety. Or my parents were like, Brittany has anxiety as a child. Mm -hmm. It never was really something that came up. I maybe would just get stressed. But really, I was a really happy kid. And kind of getting into my junior high years, I started stressing more. And then getting into high school, I really started to struggle once my body started changing. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of this thing where I was always a really small kid. Mm -hmm. And growing up, people would always comment on how tiny I was. Mm -hmm. And they would always talk about, oh, well, Brittany's so small and delicate and petite. And girls would be like, oh, you're so lucky. You can wear anything you want. And so when my body started changing and I just started getting a little curvier, you know, Mm -hmm. I started growing breasts. I, my hips went out a little bit. My stomach got a little fuller and I wasn't even, I was still a small person, but my body was shifting. And to me, I started thinking, okay, this must be bad because when I was small, everyone would compliment me and say they wanted to be like me. And now I'm starting to look like everyone else. So that must be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I just started being really careful about what I was eating. I started really disconnecting from myself and my body Mm -hmm. and listening to what other people would say, you know, don't eat this, eat that, don't go over this many calories in a day like exercise every day. I started obsessively running. I was on my dance team in high school and I would go home after school and run like three or four miles. And then I would go to my dance practice and we would run and then dance for like hours. Wow. And so it was way over exercising, like Mm -hmm. obsessively exercising and not eating enough. And from there it really just spiraled. Yeah. so it just, it caused a lot of stress in my life. I was really, really unhappy.
2: Mm-hmm. It seems and like, like it was said, like the main focus too of like your Oh, thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was continue.
3: the only, oh, it was fully mm-hmm. consuming. It was all I would think about. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize like that was a thing or mm-hmm. that that was a problem. It's just how it was. Mm-hmm. I just thought all the time about what I was eating and I would look at what other people were eating. and. Yep. I actually had forgotten about this, but I remember like I would eat an apple with peanut butter for lunch and that's all I would eat. Mm -hmm. And like, if I ate too much peanut butter, you know, too much, I'm doing quotations around that. I would be Mm -hmm. like upset with myself or think I had done something wrong. And so from there, it really just spiraled and it was, it became all consuming. And that was really like my life. It was that and dance. And I was doing that. I thought to be a better dancer because I thought in order to be like the perfect dancer, I had to have the perfect body, which is yeah. a thing. But mm-hmm. at the time I thought it was, you know, I was, I guess this really started when I was maybe 16 years old, maybe going on 17. So I was like 17 years old, struggling with these
2: things. And, you know, at 17, you're, you're still such a baby. And your body's changing so much at that age. Yeah. Crazy. Um, do you find like a, did you, like a lot of your friends have similar like thoughts? Cause I feel this is a very, like a lot of people go through this, especially like in that like high school phase when you are like changing a lot and like, you yeah. know, growing up. Becoming yeah. an adult and stuff. Because what you're saying is very, it's like really resonating. I'm like, oh, I really, really felt similar, but I never thought I had like a disordered eating problem.
3: Yeah. I never if thought, I that. never, well, while I was struggling with these things, it's not like mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, I'm having a problem with disordered eating.
1: Yeah. You know,
3: and it's not something mm-hmm. that people are like talking to you about or watching out for, which I think is a problem that people really should be. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, Honestly, I feel that I was very isolated during this time in my life. Mm -hmm. I did have friends and I had one really close friend who during that time she was going, struggling with her own issues. But when we were together, there was definitely slight talk of, oh, I ate way too much. I feel so fat. Yeah. And you know, that word fat was used in such a negative way because, you know, being fat is just a fact. It's a thing about people. Everyone Mm -hmm. has fat on their bodies. Some people have more fat than others, Mm -hmm. but fat, especially I feel like when teenagers use that word, it's used in such a negative way and it's like, I ate too much. I feel fat. And it's like, Mm -hmm. they say
2: it as if it's a bad thing, which it's not. Or they say, like, I am fat.
3: Yes, or
2: <laughs> I am that's fat. that's such a so bad, fat. like, identity to, like, take on.
3: Yeah, or even mm-hmm. picking apart different areas of your body. My mm-hmm. arms are fat or, you know, my legs are so fat. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would hear those things. Yeah.
2: It's uh, interesting hearing you talk about this experience, too, because, like, one, you're all, you're so cute. You're so petite. You're, you're a dancer. You're, uh, you're you seem, like, very healthy. So it's just, like – I guess when you like think who would struggle with these things you think someone mm-hmm. who has maybe like just like not doesn't look like yeah. you honestly but it yeah. kind of just means like anyone can struggle with it. Like, anyone can for sure struggle with this. Anyone at yeah. any way.
3: You can look you can look socially what socially is acceptable and I, mm-hmm. I have a body that is socially acceptable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? It's I like hey that's an interesting term to use. Yeah, that's like Yeah, it's not what you mean though. It's mm-hmm.
3: socially acceptable. I've never had people look at me and tell me that I was overweight. Yeah. I've never had mm-hmm. a doctor tell me that I needed yeah. to lose weight. Yeah. Right? I've never had these things said about me. And so I don't know mm-hmm. what it's like to struggle with these things and be in mm-hmm. a body that's constantly being ridicule- ridiculed yes. by society. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But I still myself have struggled with it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that is kind of proof that anyone...
2: Yeah, do you think because you your body is like you said socially accept like acceptable or accepted mm-hmm. and like no one ever ridiculed you, do you think people kind of like dismissed this problem because they just were like, "Oh, you're fine, you're healthy, like you don't have any issues." Yeah. I don't think or, anyone like, thought I had a problem. So it was really just like all kept inside. Oh, it was totally inside. No one knew. How did I mean- you like realize that it was a problem? Especially negative body talk is so like common and almost normalized. Yeah. That I think everyone just is always picking apart themselves and like wanting Mm -hmm. to change it. Everyone's going from diet to diet for like a special occasion or, you know what I mean? Like prom or something or like being on Uh, the dance.
1: Oh, oh, don't
2: get me going on that. Oh yeah. I know. (laughs) Don't get me going on that. (laughs) And I know that just from like my own experience, right? Like you're always constantly being like, Oh, now it's beach season. Oh, now it's yeah. like a holiday party. Like there's yeah. always something that you're trying yeah. to change to look better for, and Completely. it becomes so normal that you're like, "Is this? This is normal. This isn't unhealthy." But like, how do you, I guess, realize like, no, this is not how you're supposed to think. Like, what made yeah, you just, like come yeah. to that realization? I guess
3: uh, hitting rock bottom.
2: Oh, so okay, I, okay. Yeah.
3: I honestly, so these issues started to really take control of my life around mm-hmm. age seventeen. So probably when I was like a junior in high school is when it started really overtaking me. Yeah. And I didn't realize I had a problem until maybe my junior year of college. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when people kind of also started realizing like, oh, Brittany's really uptight about the way she eats and she's Uh really controlling around food. Like I think... I mean, my family could tell something was going on. Definitely some of my friends. Mm -hmm. Actually, even freshman year, I remember some of my friends being like, You should eat a little more, or say kind of different things to me. And I could Mm -hmm. tell that they were worried, but I didn't think I had a problem. Mm -hmm. I knew I was a really unhappy person and hated myself, but I didn't know that that was an issue. Yeah. You know, it's just how Mm -hmm. things were. And even thinking back on these times, sometimes, it feels so as if it were a dream. Yeah, it's kind of hard to look back on this time in my life, and I think because I was so unhappy and depressed, and my main focus was like food and how much I hated my body, mm-hmm. it's hard to even remember the timeline of things sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I hit rock <clears throat> bottom. And, what did rock bottom look like for you? Um, rock bottom was depression. Mm-hmm. It was not being able to leave my house.
2: And when you say like, you weren't able to leave your house, like what, why couldn't you leave your house? Was it like you were just afraid to go anywhere where there'd be food and you'd be tempted or like, what was the reason? No,
3: it was severe anxiety of putting on clothes and being seen by people. Oh wow, yeah. I Mm -hmm. went through a period of time and I didn't, when this was happening, I didn't know that this is what was happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I
3: wasn't in my head thinking, I'm afraid to leave the house and be seen by Mm -hmm. people. This Mm -hmm. is what would happen. I would have something to go do or try to make plans with people. Mm -hmm. And I would start trying to get dressed and put clothes on, and I would go into a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know why that was happening. It's just what happened. And I would go into a panic attack, and I would end up just laying in my bed and crying. Mm -hmm. And then I would just lay in my bed and I wouldn't go out and I would cancel my plans. And I just couldn't leave the house. I would just be filled with panic Mm -hmm. and I would just get so frustrated and then I would just clock out and Mm -hmm. lay in bed and put on a show or read a book or do something to escape my world because I just couldn't handle it.
2: And so this was your rock bottom. So like, what did you start to do like to turn it around then?
3: Yeah. So it was like your first steps, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my first step was seeing a therapist. Oh, good. Um, I have a long history of trying to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. I first tried to see a therapist, and I'll explain what I mean by tried, Mm -hmm. but I think when I was a freshman in college, and really I went to this therapist, and I think probably prompted by my mother saying, you should go see a therapist, and I didn't like them, so I thought therapy's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the years, I would try going to see a therapist because I really felt like I needed to. Yep. And then I wouldn't like them. Or actually often what would happen is I would go to a therapy session with someone new mm-hmm. and I would start telling them what's happening in my life. And I think I was so good at seeming okay. Like I really had mm-hmm. the act down
1: Yeah.
3: of like being like, you know, I have these things happening in my life, but I'm okay. And I'm, I'm doing this because I'm a dancer and I physically need to have less weight on my body because Mm -hmm. I'll injure myself. If I'm dancing and jumping around, I literally would say these things like, so I need to lose weight and I have people Mm -hmm. picking me up and lifting me. So I need to be less weight literally. And I would explain it. And I remember therapists being like, Okay, it seems like really you just have some stress from school going on and like they would just completely yeah. downplay it. but in my heart I knew this was a really serious issue. Yeah. And all I wanted was for someone to look at me and be like you have a problem and we can fix it and here's oh. like what we need to do but instead mm-hmm. everyone was like oh you're okay. Yeah. And inside I was screaming like I'm not okay. Like oh I was God. I felt like I was screaming like I'm not okay but Mm-hmm. So finally, I was at rock bottom.
2: My mom. Wait, I have a question. Can I jump in?
3: Yeah, jump in. I'm just,
2: I'm just curious, like, because you wanted to seem like you were okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Were
2: you trying to, like, be strong for anyone in particular? Or, like, did you not want to come across as weak? Or, like, what was, like, what made you feel like you had to be, like, almost downplay the pain you were going through inside instead of just being really vulnerable and just, like, exp- yeah. do you know what I
3: mean? Yeah, definitely not that's, wanting like, to be weak.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I definitely have an ongoing theme in my life that I'm still overcoming Mm -hmm. of being afraid of failure.
1: Yeah.
3: And I want to say right now, having an eating disorder or having body image issues is not a failure. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, you are
3: not weak and you are not failing at life if that's going on in your life.
2: I'm so glad you just said that. (laughs) Yeah. But people need to hear that for sure. Yeah.
3: And Mm -hmm. I thought that it was. And mm-hmm. to me, I've always been a really strong person and people I think have viewed me as a really strong, strong, smart, capable, someone who has everything going for them. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted people to continue viewing me like
2: that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think- I'm so relating to everything you're saying. Yeah. It's great, except not quite with the like body. Like, I yes, I actually relate a lot to what you're saying with the body stuff, but the yeah. fear of failure, not wanting to be seen as weak. Yeah, having all these emotional issues trapped. Like I remember at my end of first year. Sorry, I'm telling a little bit about my. No, go for it. I love to hear it. Yeah, like at the end of my first year of university, I had so much anxiety, and I was like, "Am I depressed? I don't. I didn't really know what that was like. What it was until someone told me that's what it was, and I looked up the symptoms, and I'm like, "Oh, I do experience all these symptoms. Yeah, but and I actually couldn't even leave my house too. For at some point, but it was more of like a social anxiety. But just so much. I had that too oh, it was crazy. And I was like, yeah. what is this? I've never gone through it. And mm-hmm. I like didn't want to be seen as weak or like my life was like not f- together, you know, like I didn't have my shit yeah. together. Like I was like, no, yeah. I want to just be seen as like, I'm good. Like I'm life's good. Like what, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting. And like same thing. I didn't, I didn't want it to always downplay when I like told people and I really wanted for me though, I really wanted to be strong and not Mm -hmm. and, like, just get through whatever I was going through because I didn't want my family to be worried about me. Yeah. So that was, like, that whole added thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, a – it's a lot when you're, like, young. When you're – I was, like, 18, 19 then, and it's so much to
3: go through. I think that most kids that age go through these things. Yeah.
2: And they don't know what it is. Yeah. And and how would
3: we know? Because no one
2: talks
3: about it, especially – people are just now starting to come forth and speak out on it more. And you're seeing these celebrities come out and talk about their mental health issues. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's great. But Mm -hmm. you know, when, when people aren't actually looking at you and being like, is something seriously wrong? What's Mm -hmm. going on? Like no one really straight up asked me, Hey, you seem like you're truly not okay. What's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, no one, no one asked me that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know if I would have told them the truth, but it definitely, like, I didn't feel like any doors were open for me to get help, if yeah. that makes sense. Until Same. I was, yeah,
2: until I, I was. Never went to any sort of therapy. It was like, guess I'm going to figure out how to deal with this on my own.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is so, so weird to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that probably a lot of people go through anything because I think it's like one in four suffer, suffer from anxiety. Yeah. So it could be from different things like related to body issues or from school or no. the fear of failure or whatever it is, but everything in this world mm-hmm. can
3: be turned into a stressor.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a lot of things that so many mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So tell me more about how you, I guess you started going to a yeah. therapist and that's how you, so, that was like your first mm-hmm. step. So how did you continue yeah. to like get better and like what steps did you take to yeah. start shifting so, to that positive mindset?
3: The main thing for me, which I didn't realize a lot of this is me not knowing this in the moment. And now that I'm a mentally well person, yeah, I can look back and really piece together how mm-hmm. I came up from this. Yep. Yeah. So really one of the main things was connecting back to my body because okay. I was so disconnected from myself. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of said in high school, it all started with me not listening to what I wanted or needed, but listening to what the outside world was telling me I needed. Like Mm -hmm. the outside world was telling me I need to exercise. I needed to eat this, not that, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And once I started really connecting back to my body and thinking, oh, like I'm hungry. It took me, I don't know how long to understand what it felt like to be hungry or full Mm -hmm. because I was so disconnected from that. And I had taught myself that feeling hungry was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should put a trigger warning on this episode. I don't want Mm -hmm. to trigger anyone. I remember actually reading books when I was struggling with this about people who had eating disorders and it Mm -hmm. gave me ideas for how to lose weight, Mm -hmm. which is bad, which is why I think trigger warnings are a great thing. Mm -hmm. But I thought that, um, you know, feeling hungry was a good thing. I had a rule to always leave food on my
2: plate. Yeah. Oh my God that is such a thing taught in like dieting culture, yeah. right? Yeah. Always leave food on your plate and like, yes. So oh my God. Good.
3: And it's so <laughs> weird too, coming from a child, it's like always wanting to clean your plate. And then mm-hmm. at some point it gets, which I don't think that's good either because you're, mm-hmm. you're teaching your children to go against their bodily sensations. Right?
2: Both, both when, of those messages is like, yeah, it's not, not listening right. to what you really need. Yeah. Like if you want seconds because you're hungry still, then eat more. If you're full after eating a little bit, cool. Save it the rest for later. Like I I don't really, this is like getting a little like, oh, I don't like when parents do that though. When they're just like, why aren't you finishing that? Or like, or, Mm. or the opposite too. And like, um, why did you eat all that? You know, either way it's just like, it's going to be different day to day. And like, depends on what you're eating. Like there is no right or wrong.
3: And you know, the hard thing is it's because people are working with what they have and they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. But that's why people need to be informed and we need Mm -hmm. to be talking about this and having these conversations and making people aware and maybe someone will listen to this and maybe yesterday they told their kid they had to eat this, this, and that and the kid was like crying because they were full and they were like, finish your food. Maybe now they'll rethink it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a parent, so – I Who know. Am I to judge like, someone's parenting
2: styles. Yeah, my but friend. It's, it's can something, I to something too. Yeah, so my friend. She's really into like health and fitness, and she told me this one new, like, I guess mindset that like really just helped me and like stuck with me. And it was regards to like the food on your plate type thing. Mm. But she said, if you're full and there's still food on your plate, but you feel like you should finish it so you're not wasting it. So say if you were gonna throw it out or take yeah. it to go, whatever. Yeah. She's like, by forcing yourself to finish it when you would rather leave it and throw it out. That's like literally treating your body like a trash can. Like don't force yourself to eat the food that you don't want. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like just, there's no, there's no pressure. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? And I was like, Wow. Really good point. Cause there is the whole, like, don't waste it, whatever. Yeah. But like, if that's the big, if that's the big reason, just pack it up, put it in the fridge, take it to go or give it to I you. am a to go girl. I am always I do, that yes. person being like, can I have a to go box? <laughs> I do that all the time too. I just love leftovers though. That's my reason. <laughs> I do too. I really do. Yeah. But even for things like a drink, like if you don't want to finish like a drink, yeah. don't think it's like wasteful. Like yeah. don't force anything totally. in your body that you don't want in there. Like listen to it. But anyways, yeah. continue. I just wanted to like yeah. share that little mindset because I was like, that was a, like perfect tip when I heard that from her.
3: It is. And I love that because we, mm-hmm. again, are just so disconnected from ourselves and we're not mm-hmm. taking cues from our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like our bodies will tell us when we're full. It'll tell us when we're hungry. And my perspective is that we need to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how I began to heal is learning and becoming friends with my body. Yeah. There's that quote about, I can't remember, like I told my body I wanted to be friends and it whispered, I've been waiting my whole life for this. Oh,
2: that gave me goosebumps. That's so nice. That yeah.
3: is such a sweet quote. Every time I see it, I cry
2: because it literally like, makes me want to kind of cry. <laughs> no, I'm tearing up. Yeah. Oh,
3: it's Every, so true. It, I've been waiting for this. It's Yeah, strong. I've like been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> for this. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is. We need mm-hmm. to make friends with our bodies. Mm-hmm. We need to mm-hmm. we need to be our own best friend. Oh, I
2: love how you're, like, so caring. Like, you're so – I can just tell right now you're just, like, so sweet and, like, care Thank about you. this so much. Like, I do. Your, like, emotional talking about it is, like – Yeah, I know. It I'm really means try. a lot, though. <laughs> no, it's sweet, though. It's means to um, care about, like, your clients and, like, how other people yeah. are. And, like – because you've gone through it, so you know how, like, dark it can be and, like, how much yeah. better the other side is.
3: I don't want – Anyone to feel how I used to feel? Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm doing what I'm doing. I love that. And um, I know, I know what it feels like to be stuck in that place, and mm-hmm. I know how good it feels to not be there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm like screaming it from the
2: rooftops. Like you don't need to feel that way, and there yeah. is help for people. That's good. Um. So sorry, I'm going back to like what the yeah what you said earlier about the therapy, and then. Yeah reconnecting to your body Mm -hmm. and like the whole like deciphering between being full and being hungry yeah what was kind of like the next few like steps that you went through
3: yeah so it was really connecting to my body Mm -hmm. and a lot of it was accepting where I was Mm -hmm. like really acknowledging okay this is where I'm at and understanding that and understanding how I got there Mm -hmm. like starting to go through basically what I was telling you, how in the moment I didn't get that I was terrified to go out into the world because I thought people were going to look at me and judge me. Mm -hmm. So I had major fear about people seeing my true self and not loving me. Like I had a fear of people not liking me or not being loved for who I truly am. So kind of accepting and understanding that. And then honestly, a major part of healing was forgiving myself. Oh, mm hmm. Because yeah. I put myself through hell and mm-hmm. I'm the one who did it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I dealt with self harm for a while. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that people hold inside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I am someone who truly believes that. Like if you hold an energy inside of you for too long, it can begin to literally rot you physically inside. Like if you have anxiety, you can present all these physical health issues, right? Like that's a real thing. And so that's why we need to heal these things. And like yeah. I needed to forgive myself for literally putting a knife to my wrist mm-hmm. that, because that's traumatic. Yeah. You know, that's a traumatic thing. That's a traumatic thing for me to experience. Mentally, physically, spiritually, yeah, and so I needed to heal that, and part of that was definitely forgiving myself for doing those things, and I needed to forgive myself for the way that I walked through the world during that period of time. I needed to experience my or forgive myself for like the different things I've experienced, so really connecting to my body and accepting where I was and forgiving mm-hmm. myself for how I'd been in the past was yeah something that really led me to healing and going to therapy and I got a an naturopathic doctor because That's nice mm-hmm. I have and I actually still am dealing with a lot of physical health
2: problems. Resulting from this yes. like emotional trauma
3: kind of thing? Emotional and physical. Obviously the emotional trauma that you know I'm talking about, but then the physical trauma that I did to my body through deprivation and I lost a lot of hair my hair was falling out I got Mm -hmm. cut and bruised easily just from regular things because I was so deficient in vitamins yeah um I was severely anemic and I had to go and get all these b12 shots because I was so lacking in vitamins because Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeding myself enough and what I was feeding myself wasn't even like nutrient dense so I'm still physically healing from that. Um, honestly, I, I feel very, very emotionally healed. Oh, yeah, that's good. And I feel mentally very healed, but mm-hmm. physically my body is still healing.
2: Yeah. Like two things I wanted to say is like, I didn't really know all these details, obviously, but I'm realizing like how parallel a lot of the things we've gone through are. It's mm-hmm. like not to dive yeah. into it too much, but I also, when I went through that whole end of university phase, double yeah. self-harm. It's just like really interesting hearing how like other people have gone through the same thing and having to like forgive yeah. themselves and yeah. yeah.
3: So do you feel like you've done work on that? And
2: <laughs> I love that you're not asking to put it. you on the spot. No, that's that's all I was like switching interview seats. So <laughs> it's so okay. Like if I'm being like really honest, yeah. I I think I've done like a little bit, but it was like I never I never went to therapy, and mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to heal myself and like needed to be strong. So at the end of my whole first year of university, I just, as soon as I like told my mom that I was hurting myself and mm-hmm. seeing her cry and I never see her cry, mm-hmm. my thought was I am hurting her. I need to get better so she's not going through emotional pain. Mm-hmm.
3: Ooh, this so you like, did do too. it for yourself.
2: You did it yeah. for your mom. I know. Oh my God, this is like so weird to even like dive into. But, and then again, the whole like trigger warning thing, like mm-hmm. hope people like just take this as like, make, make them aware if this is what they're thinking, it's not healthy. But my thoughts when I was doing it was like, anytime I wasn't living up to my own expectations. So like I didn't get my scholarship renewed at the end of first year, which just really messed me up mentally (laughs) because I was really counting on it and just put pressure to get it. And there was a job I wanted, didn't get that. Um, didn't get an apartment right away, so I had to move home for the summer. A relationship ended. I was just going mm. through a lot of things that were kind of not good life things. Yeah. And of felt like everything was a disaster. So anytime something bad happened, I just blamed myself. And I mm. wanted to hurt myself because I thought I deserved to be punished. And I kind of saw it as if I punished myself, yes. I wouldn't mess up again. Mm. And that was my way of, you're going to do better next time because like I'm going to punish you. But then it was almost became easier to always convince myself Oh you fucked sorry, I just yeah.
3: I was gonna say I almost swear a few times earlier. I was like, I don't know if she wants me to swear about
2: <laughs> That's cool. I mean, now we're gonna put it as an explicit episode. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. not a big deal. I mean, but anytime I was like, Oh, I messed up, I was just like, Well, I'm just gonna hurt myself yeah. because then I won't do it again. And that is a very toxic, unhealthy mindset. Like don't don't ever think that's like good. I'm not um, it's just what I went through, like that's what I was like recognized was the yeah. pattern of thoughts, and then um, it's bad because I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself with business lately. And because I didn't really like actually went go what you went through, where I was like healing it really like thoroughly. Yeah. I like noticed those thoughts come up again, mm. where if I'm not doing well or not meeting my own expectations, like I need to punish myself. Yeah. But it's like because I went through it, I'm like kind of catching it, and I'm like, whoa. Do not slip back to that thinking. That's the
3: first step is being aware of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's like, this is, you're aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was like, I don't even know, like so many years ago now, like eight years ago, seven yeah. years ago. And it's like seven years ago, that's what wow, I went same through. For
3: me, were we like parallel, parallel journeys? journeys, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. It's about, yeah. about maybe a little less for me, but about the same time.
2: But here. around the same. Yeah. yeah. So now, but how you're saying the like, you need to like actually do the work to heal it. Mm-hmm. It is making me realize like I need to yeah. figure out the like actual root cause and like why I think that and like fix like actually heal it, not fix it for anyone else, but for myself. And,
3: exactly, you need to really like root down deeply
2: and mm-hmm.
3: meditate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. it's and I, I did not expect that to come up the <laughs> this
3: maybe chat. Maybe it but, was meant to. Maybe. Oh yeah,
2: I believe that.
3: <laughs> realize it and you know, I like truly believe like maybe you've been getting headaches lately or maybe you have a low back pain yeah. and maybe that's coming from this trauma that hasn't fully been released because it's like screaming to be let out and like worked mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. you know?
2: I had, so, m- oh God.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: have I'm you so been terrible. having headaches? <laughs> um, well, I was like sick last week. For you, but like I never get sick ever, ever. Yeah. And like maybe it's
3: something's weird. trying to rise up and be yeah. really, and maybe you need to go have a major cry fest about it, <laughs>
2: and that's okay. Let it because all because release it.
3: Yeah, mm. like you, you, your body might really be trying to release mm. that, and you know, I even have placed. You know, I'll place my hand on the spot I used to cut myself on. Ooh, yeah. And like send love to it. That's so nice. I
2: that's such a nice thing. I'm just like imagining how that would feel. That's,
3: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, my reasons for doing it were basically the same as yours. It was if I like ate too much it was like I hated myself punish. so much. Hated your, yeah. Punished myself. Mm-hmm. And I did it as a reminder to not right. do it again. Yeah. Like and, I I left marks on my body as a reminder to not eat too much
2: mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Wanna is something that I like kind of do now with it's like anytime I'm like have negative self-talk in any sense, like mm-hmm. this this type of stuff I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But even if like a friend is mad at me or like I have a fight with my mom or I don't know, anything just like bad and I immediately like just I'm mad at myself or feel Mm -hmm. bad or feel worthless or have any of those negative emotions. I, I do this thing now. It's like, I don't know if you've heard of like inner child work, but yeah, I, before I like really start to like be upset Mm -hmm. at myself or whatever, I I just, you know what I'm gonna say? I I just picture myself as like a little six year old and I'm like, and I just like try to picture myself like that. And I just, and I'm like, I would never be mad at her. I would never want to punish her or hurt her mm. or talk bad of her yeah. or like want her to feel like want her to feel hungry. Yeah. Tell her that she's a bad friend, like, cause right. something went wrong or tell her that yeah. she's never going to be loved. Cause like a relationship ended, you know, like yeah. I just would never tell her those things. So then yeah. I try to remind myself, like, I'm not going to tell myself those things. And it I really should. shifts it. Cause you yeah. become a lot more compassionate towards yourself and a lot more just like just understanding, patient, loving, because you're like, just, yeah, how can you feel that way towards a little child that is just really trying to do their best and be loved and be accepted and be themselves, you know?
3: Exactly. I think inner child Mm -hmm. work is so powerful Mm -hmm. and that is something that I've used for myself as well Mm -hmm. and it's something I would guide clients to do and I actually just recently realized that we can use inner child work to resolve issues with other people as well. I um just experienced something with my fiance where he mm-hmm. did something that hurt me
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I could have screamed and gotten really upset and yelled at him and stomped out, but I actually imagined him as a child and I Aww. just pictured his little sweet heart and like mm-hmm. he has just the best spirit and soul mm-hmm. and I just imagined his pure little soul that like for some reason needed to make this mistake and Mm go through this. And so I just wanted to be that light around him to be like, it's okay. I see you. I love you. We all make mistakes. You know?
2: I love that so much. It's like also viewing other people as that little child.
3: That's what I think it's important to see ourselves Mm -hmm. as that first. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing though. Once Mm -hmm. you're able to view yourself in that way, you're able to view other people in that way. And it's the whole thing of, once you love yourself, you're able to yeah. completely and fully love other people. Yeah. I completely believe you can't fully give yourself and love someone else until you're able to do it mm-hmm. to yourself. You're able to
2: fully <clears throat> and completely love yourself. I, I, I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so I am curious, like for people who are going through like the things we're talking about, yeah. um, what is like a piece of advice you would give <clears throat> them? Like for someone that is struggling with this and like wanting to start the healing process? Yeah. So I know that's like so many things. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) The first
3: thing that I want to say is ask for help. Yeah. Because we are so taught in society today that we need to like handle things on our own and that Mm -hmm. yes, we need to like, I've even said, be there for yourself, be your own best friend. But when it's too much and when you're struggling, it's okay to look at someone that you feel safe with and say, I need help. You don't even need to go into this whole long explained story. Just look at them and say, hey, I've really been struggling and I need help and I don't know what to do. Yeah, I think reaching out for help is number one. And I think I am a big believer in therapy. I think everyone should be in therapy. You know, I'm a wellness coach. Mm -hmm. But I will be the first person if a client comes to me and I realize that they need a little more help than I can give. I want to continue working with them, but I also want them to be in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not a mental health professional. I don't have a degree in psychology or counseling Mm -hmm. or anything. So I believe that coaches and therapists should be working together. I love that. Uh, It's so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that people shouldn't be afraid of therapy. Going to therapy doesn't mean you're weak. Going to therapy doesn't mean that you've failed and need someone else to lift you up. A therapist is there to help you lift yourself up, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. You can just go on like psychologytoday.com and type in where you live. Um, A bunch of therapists will pop up. And that's how I actually ended up finding my therapist who I ended up Mm -hmm. connecting with. My mom actually showed me a list of like five people and I saw my therapist's photo and I connected with it. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. who I want to go see. Oh, that's so nice. So just, yeah, so go on um, psychologytoday.com and, or is it psychology.com? I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. go look at people's photos in your area and find someone you connect with mm-hmm. and make an appointment. And if you don't like them or the session didn't feel good to you, then that's okay. You don't have to see them again, but find someone else and don't be afraid to try new people. Because yeah. just because you go to one session and it doesn't work out for you doesn't mean you don't like therapy. It just means mm-hmm. maybe that therapist
2: wasn't the one for you. Exactly. It's kind of like with anything in life. Like when you <laughs> work with someone or friends, boyfriends, whatever, like you're not yeah. going to click with everyone. So I think it's the same with, yeah, therapist. Yeah. Um, so tell, tell everyone a little bit about your, your coaching program because okay. and how they, yeah, to work with you and like, sure. what, what do you help them with? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> no, you're right. so cute, excited. I love it. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I just I want to help people. Yes. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. come to me. I want to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so my business is called Wellness with B. Mm-hmm. And my name's Brittany, and some people call me B, so that's why it's Wellness with B. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a one-on-one program right now where I'm coaching people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. The program I'm working with is called The Art of Loving Yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about self-love. But that's a big part of it because that's Mm -hmm. what I'm all about. I'm all about completely and fully loving yourself, being confident in who you are, loving your body, connecting to yourself. So when I work with people, I have like a six-step method that I use. And Mm -hmm. I call it my wholehearted healing Mm -hmm. method. And I've created this through basically everything we've talked about and my experiences. And through my healing, I've Done a lot of research. Like I told you, I'm a massage therapist and a Reiki practitioner. I've studied all different forms of health. And so I kind of created this 12 week program to take to be with someone on one on one where we'll walk through the 12 weeks and we'll work on accepting where you're at, Mm -hmm. forgiving yourself for the things that have happened. We're going to work on connecting you to your body. We're going to work on being confident and understanding maybe what's holding you back from confidence. We're going to work on how to expand in your self-love and continue to grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And really we're just going to work on
2: getting your shit together.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, I just want to help women get their shit together.
2: It's like like you're providing like healing and like health services. That is more than just follow this nutrition plan, eat these foods, do this workout. Yes. It's so much more yeah. emotional and mental and yeah. like spiritual, it seems like, too. It's like healing from yeah. the soul. It's and a, like a big
3: part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I really believe in meditation. Mm-hmm. And my thing is I'm going to work. Someone comes to me. We're a good fit. They become my client. I'm going to work with them on what they need healing for. And, yes, I have a six-step method, but I'm going to mold it around them and what they need. Mm -hmm. I'm going to create meditation specifically for them. I'm going to create daily exercises they can do. Mm -hmm. If they're having trouble getting themselves to an event because they have, you know, fear of being around people, I'm going to come up with an exercise specifically for them and what they need so Mm -hmm. they can work through that. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's okay if you don't feel like going to do something, but it's not okay if you're not going to do something because you're afraid of judgment of others yeah. or you have extreme anxiety. Like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for canceling plans.
2: <laughs> yeah, <you're> like <laughs> when I need it's, rest. <laughs> when it's in your
3: best interest. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um,
3: but when it's not in your best interest, then that's where there's a problem. So, I really want to help people, and I, I mold my coaching around what they need mm-hmm. because everyone's an individual and everyone's going to need something else. You know, no two mm-hmm. people are the same.
2: Yeah. I picture too, so many people, like women, especially, cause I know we obviously all deal with body issues. Like mm-hmm. think of all the women that, Oh, I'm not going to go on vacation, wear a bikini because I'm afraid of like judgment yeah. you know, I me mean? not accepting yeah. that. Or like, I, I don't want to start this business cause I'm afraid of showing up online and people yeah. judge me how, I'm, how yeah. I look or I need to lose for me, cause I, I do photography and I work with business owners. It's like mm-hmm. always people say, I need to lose those like 10 or 20 pounds before I do oh, a shoot. No! So I'm like, oh. no,
3: <laughs> waiting to do things because you have to yeah. change mm-hmm. how you look body. Like, yeah. quote unquote, right. Yeah. Or, like perfect before doing something. It's just mm-hmm. so wrong. And yeah. again, if anyone is feeling this way and thinking these things, they need you. Okay. Like <laughs> Well, you know, I want them to know, like, you're not weak, you're Mm -hmm. not a failure. So many people are going through this, but Mm -hmm. you can get help. And like, it is something that you don't have to be feeling. Mm -hmm. And you can start to feel amazing in your own skin and like, joyful and excited to go hang out with people and excited to live your life. And like, hope is a thing and feeling completely joyful and happy and in love with yourself is a thing and I just want people to know that it's possible
2: for them. Yeah, I love that. So nice. Oh, I hope people reach out that like are resonating with this and like are like, oh yeah, this is the type of help that I, I've been needing. I hope Not too, another... Too. Diet pill or no, (laughs) another uh, like someone to follow on Instagram with no diet (laughs) goals.
3: I don't believe in diets. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't. I believe diet is a word used to describe the way that you eat. Yes, I
2: do too. It's like your diet, as in, like, yeah, your diet, as in, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat meat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have another uh question just because now you I feel you're so like I'm um, like such a good role model for like health and wellness oh and like mentally but physically too and I love how people need to check you out on Instagram because I love that you like post such like like positive messages and your dancing video and your oh like, my gosh thank, thank you so cute like thank and it's you. I love to how dance far you've come. it just
3: makes me so happy
2: yeah you're such a light and it's like making people I like feel like I felt so like Oh my God. I feel so like happy and confident now. Just like watching your, like seeing your content.
3: warms my heart. That's all oh. that I want.
2: Yeah. I am curious though. Like what are your like wellness practices now? Like what do you kind of like eat and like what's your workout routine look like? Not in the sense that everyone needs to follow it, but I'm curious because you mm-hmm. used to eat an apple with peanut butter and you said like yeah. go to dance and work out three hours a day. Like now, how yeah. does that look like for you when you're just really listening to your body? Like what is mm-hmm. being in tune look like?
3: Yeah. So for me, being in tune and in balance mm-hmm. doesn't actually look that balanced. Ooh, <laughs> um, okay.
2: Yeah, so... I kind of get what you mean though, but go on. <laughs> yeah,
3: so um, honestly, my, I don't have a workout routine. Mm-hmm. I do exercise, um, mm-hmm. but it's never the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: One month, I may do yoga every single morning because it's feeling great. Mm-hmm. And the next month, I feel really tired and maybe I'm really busy and have a lot happening. And all I want to do is lay on the ground and breathe.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'll
3: do that. One week, I may do yoga one day. I might go for a walk another day. Um, I actually just went to the most amazing yoga class that was Shakti Yoga, which was like yoga to hip hop and we were twerking and jumping around and dancing and So fun <laughs> that yeah. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun it's and my that, things. <laughs> It was a reminder of like how I love high energy things because sometimes mm-hmm. I get really stuck in doing like low energy things, but high energy things can actually bring you energy, too hmm so I really again just try and listen to my body and when I don't feel like exercising, I don't exercise. Mm -hmm. And I think that for everyone that will be different because I think that when you are depressed or really full of anxiety, you don't feel like exercising sometimes, but sometimes it really is good for you to go to for a walk Mm -hmm. and to kind of, even when you don't feel like it, but intuitively, you may know going for a walk right now will be really good for me. And yeah. that's when it is kind of good to push yourself to do something. Yeah. But I am not a believer in like forcing myself to go to the gym when I don't feel like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I don't have a workout routine. It's always different. It's always changing. It's whatever I feel like doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And again, I I am a really... Um, Most of the time, I'm pretty full of energy and happy and joyful, and my body feels energetic most of the time, um, and I don't follow any plan. I just Mm -hmm. listen to myself. And same thing thing with food. Um, So I'm a vegetarian, Mm -hmm. and for some people who have struggled with disordered eating, having any sort of restriction can be... um, Really triggering and unhealthy, mm-hmm. but for me, being a vegetarian doesn't feel like a restriction because I don't want to eat meat. It's not something where like I wish I could eat meat, but I'm restricting myself from it. Yeah, um, I feel like disgusted by the sight of meat, mm-hmm. um, and I do it for ethical reasons. And then eating wise, so this is a little bit more tricky for me at the place I'm in now because, like I said, I am still healing myself physically. And I'm working with a doctor right now, a an naturopathic doctor, to mm-hmm. help me heal um, some of the vitamin deficiencies and gut issues that I have from everything I dealt with. So I'm currently working on healing my gut and I have some bad bacteria and things happening. Mm-hmm. So it's actually been a little bit of trial and error process of figuring out what foods are making me sick and what aren't. Physically, Mm -hmm. because I am finding out I might be gluten intolerant. And I've also discovered that dairy does not do me good. It does my body dirty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, I'm really in this intuitive space right now of eating and sitting and thinking about how did it make my body feel? Mm -hmm. So I really do eat what I want. Like pizza is my favorite food. I Mm -hmm. love pizza so much, but grains and dairy have really been making me feel sick. So Mm -hmm. I've discovered lately when I eat pizza, like I get a headache and my Mm -hmm. stomach cramps up and I feel really nasty. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm having to not eat pizza as often, but that's just because it purely makes me like physically ill. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if I have a day where I'm feeling really great and I'm like, you know what? I really want pizza. I eat pizza.
2: Good. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. So again, my, my, my eating is so all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I am a vegetarian for the animals and mm-hmm. I eat a lot of rice. I eat a lot of Mexican food. I love Ooh, beans. I, love <laughs> um, I like Greek salads. I love olives. Mm.
2: I, it sounds like you don't really like restrict in any sense. You just really eat what your body needs and what it's craving. And like for your overall health, you're like, if I'm deficient in something, I'm going to eat what I need to become less deficient. in. Yeah.
3: Like I've been needing to eat more leafy greens because I need the vitamins that are in them. Yeah.
2: I feel like I'm similar in this way of eating where I can eat healthy things because I, not because I'm like really always craving something healthy, but it's like in my head, I'm like, but I know this will give me energy, but I know this will make me just like think clearer, yeah. but I know my body like needs it. And sometimes when I eat yeah. it, I actually feel so good and I start enjoying it that I'm like, oh. Yeah. It wasn't like gross, it was good. Yeah. And Maybe I do want to say
3: it. too that for me the word healthy is something that really needs to be defined because true, true. saying that one food is healthy
2: while the other mm-hmm. is
3: not, I think isn't That's the true. best mindset to have.
2: That is so, so true. I mean, more like fruits and veggies type. Yeah, healthy. <laughs> I know what like, you mean. like, yeah, like whole natural whole foods. foods yes, are. whole natural foods like yeah. with vitamins, like yeah. nutrient dense foods. Yeah, I'm like I need a smoothie right now, or I need salad with chickpeas and yeah. stuff on it, or I don't know. Yeah,
3: I hear you. But then mm-hmm. I also feel like, to mm-hmm. me, eating a salad when you're in the worst state of mind can be the most unhealthy yeah. thing to do, and mm-hmm. eating a slice of pizza that you went to a restaurant and the best experience and you're celebrating your birthday and you're mm-hmm. so happy and you eat that slice of pizza and it tastes so fucking good. That's <laughs> like the healthiest thing you can do for your time. It's yourself. true.
2: Yeah. No, I love that. It's all about like, I realized too, it's a very much about mindset and anytime you're eating anything, whether it be like slice of pizza, that's like, you know, has cheese, has whatever on it that you're like, Oh, has, I know people are like worried yeah. about calories and stuff, or if it is something healthy. Just always be like, "This is fuel for my body, this is good for my body, like I need the energy I exactly. need the nutrients. It's
3: like fuel this is it's fuel and like, when it's enjoying it, yeah, mm-hmm. and actually, when it breaks down in your system, like when you intake that, oftentimes, like a piece of bread can break down chemically in the same way as something else we may think of being way healthier, when really mm-hmm. chemically it's the same, and I don't know a ton about that. Yeah. Um, I'm not like a science buff,
2: but yeah. People like, maybe. I never, I don't like when people like, not when people, but I did this too. But never to switch the thinking, like, anytime I eat something, never think, oh, this is gonna make me gain weight, or this is like yeah. not good for me, this or like food make me negative gain thoughts about it. And is, it's well. just food,
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's something you're using to fuel your system. And like, yeah. this is probably a conversation for another time because I could go off on this forever, mm-hmm. but I don't believe in counting calories, I don't either way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, counting calories was something that fully consumed my life for a Mm -hmm. long time and became very dangerous for me. And, Mm. um, breaking away from that was one of the best things. Actually, it was another way that I healed was, and it was one of the most difficult parts of healing was stopping that habit. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I don't look at calories on
2: things. Mm-hmm. Counting I calories are related to like it's kind of like creating this prison in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> where you're just like you know, yeah. what I mean it's it really does consume your life, yeah. and you're like always just thinking about calculating things, and it's trapping you from other thoughts that are it's way more important trapping. than how many calories is it in this banana? Yeah, yeah. Other things to be more concerned about than that. Yeah, I don't feel
3: that <laughs> it's, <eat> it <laughs> it's mentally or physically healthy to be counting calories and focusing on that as a way of moving into a healthier life. It's, it's not gonna move you into a healthier life is my, my belief. I believe Mm -hmm. that we should all just be intuitively eating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm big on the intuitive part. Yeah. Yeah. This was such a great chat though. I love all of your insights. Um, but I'm like, tell people where they can find you like on social media and your website. Mm -hmm. Yes. So (laughs) I am on Instagram
3: at wellness with B and it's, B as in B E E, yep. And I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook page again. That's Wellness with B. And my website is just www.wellnesswithb.com. And you can find all my information on working with me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so open. Message me on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. That's just yep. my platform. I love Instagram. I love photography your photos are so
2: nice. Your feed is beautiful. Thank you.
3: thank you. My sister is a photographer and she takes most all of my photos and she's really talented. It's nice.
2: I love it. Thank you.
3: thank you so much. But yeah, anyone can message me. I'll respond. I want to talk to people and I really just, I just want to help people.
2: I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah. Thank you.